0: Walter upstairs are you all right?
1: In the floor behind the chair.
2: This is America.
3: All right, good morning, everybody. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. If you're listening to a replay, I should say good afternoon as well. Yes, we're live today, July the 1st. So if you're listening to a replay show, you know what day it is. Beautiful day here in Colorado and probably the surrounding areas as well. Quite a change from what we've had here the last several days (laughs) because today is absolutely beautiful. Jeff Kitty joining me today. Larry Unger, of course, answering phones for us today. Charlie Grimes Our engineer. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, John. How are we doing today? Well, just kind of cleaning up after the hail storm. Um, A lot of you out there listening have had hail. We'll talk about some of that today as well. And I'll just really, really quick put a plug in for Dave Hart, Roof Max, Roof Savers of Colorado. If you have had any kind of damage or potential damage where you're thinking, hey, I need to get somebody out, have some things inspected. I can even see some you know, debris, or I've got a lot of the, the granulars that I can see have come off, you know, you name it, whatever you think the situation is on your roof, uh, please uh, give Dave a call. He'd be happy to come out and give you a free inspection. That's how it works. He'll come out, and inspect your roof, and let you know what's going on. Dave also can work with all of the insurance companies, and I say this all the time, and I mean this. Do not call the insurance company first. Do not even call your agent. Call Dave first. Have him look and analyze what's going on, and then from there, you can make a determination as to what you need to do next. In other words, if he comes out and looks at it and says, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of damage, but frankly, you know, he'll ask you, you know, what's your deductible, and if you need to get your policy out, Dave can help you with looking that over as well. But for some of you that have, you know, depending upon the deductible and how that works, in some cases, the deductible is based upon the entire value of the roof and sometimes it's the value of the home and it's not as straightforward as it used to be on a lot of deductibles on a lot of the different policies that are out there and if you don't know what that is dave can tell you on the front side and then you can make a determination based upon what dave finds how do we need to proceed here are we going to fix your roof are we going to replace the entire roof do we need to put a claim in not put a claim in keep in mind despite what most people will tell you and most people are wrong claims do have an effect upon your policy now some will say oh it depends on the claim and blah 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 no folks been been around the insurance world long enough and have run businesses long enough and so on that even the claims that are quote-unquote acts of god and not your fault will still affect your policy trust me when i say that so if you if you can avoid turning a claim in you're always better off, in my opinion. That's just my – and, again, if you need to do a complete replacement and it's going to be high dollars, that's what you have insurance for in the first place, well, then, of course, you need to go ahead and turn a claim in and get that process started. But this is where Dave comes into play. He can analyze and look at everything and make determinations as to what you need to do next. You can find Dave at fixitradio.com. Easiest way to do it. You can call him directly as well, 303 6916 again 303-710-6916. Now, I will also say this. I feel like we've had enough storms come through this entire area where you may not have had large hail, but we've had enough other things that have gone on through this spring/slash summer time frame. I would have Dave out and do a roof inspection period. Now, if you don't have anything really damaging and really urgent, trust me, there's enough other people out there that have very urgent needs but you could at least call Dave and say, "Hey, if you happen to be in my area in the next month or so, I need a roof inspection. Get me on your list. Let's make sure we don't have any real big issues. Even some of you that might have a little bit of damage, here's the other thing. If you got a little damage, but everything is still intact, there's no leaks, there's nothing going on, you're another one where you could say, "Dave, just work me in, you know, when your schedule Whenever. allows, you know, down the road, whatever. Take care of me then." And we'll be good. So, uh, again, some of these, depending upon the situation, this is where Dave comes in handy. He can tell you, hey, we need to get something done right away. We need to get a tarp up there. We need to get some patching done, whatever the case. Or, you know what, we're good to go. Yes, you're going to need X, Y, and Z done, but we can schedule that at a later time, and we'll get it all handled and taken care of and so on. And, And, again, for a lot of you that have had the Roof Max product applied to your roof, The RoofMax product, when it comes to hail, believe it or not, will actually make it more hail-resistant. It doesn't make it hail-proof, but it makes it more hail-resistant because it rejuvenates the shingles, whereby making them more flexible, where if something's flexible like a trampoline versus a glass surface, you're liable to have less damage when things are flexible than when they're hard as a rock. Yep, That's what the RoofMax product does. It rejuvenates the asphalt shingles.
1: The other thing that you need to think about is, is if you've just had solar put on, Oh you, good one. you need to make sure that it's covered by your insurance
3: yes, in fact, I would also tell you this from a lot of you that that maybe have gone down that path before even going down the solar path. you should probably check with your insurance carrier on the front side and find out how all is this going to work? Yeah, if I do this and I proceed, are you the you know is are you the companies going to still? Insure me? Am I going to have to go find other insurance? I mean, where am I? Because here's the thing, and this is—I've talked about this on the weekly show. Not every insurance company today is covering solar panels. Yep, some are not. So again, thank you, Jeff, for for mentioning that. That's one of those things that you need to uh, have you know have handled on the front side, thinking ahead of myself as well. Also, this is where Dave comes in into play. Your roof, and the solar companies will require this, anyways. Your roof has to be in top-notch order before the panels even go on. Because once they're on, to take them off and do any roof repairs is extremely expensive, so you want to have all that handled on the front side.
1: Yes, Then you also need to make sure who has to take the panels off because some of the companies okay. require that they do it.
3: Okay. So, just a thought. Um, that's another question to ask on the front side. Yep um because again and these these are things that i have not investigated so those of you listening those are things to be thinking about before you go down that road and and again as you guys all know i'm not anti-solar at all i think it really comes down to the individual house where you're at what are you doing what are your bills like and so on and then you have to run the math and figure out on your own is this a worthwhile endeavor or not for people looking to be quote unquote off-grid whereby there's a complete blackout there's no power uh, keep in mind when that happens even with solar unless you have a power wall of some kind you're still off grid yep. or you're sorry you're still out of power you're not off grid you're going to be just like everybody else even though you've got these power generation you know panels on top of the roof if you've not planned ahead and have the ability to automatically switch over to the batteries on the wall you're still going to be dead in the water just like everybody else yep. there's a misconception there that oh i've got solar panels i'm good if there's a blackout Keep in mind, all of that, all of that, uh, all those devices are run electronically. And if there's no power coming into them on the AC side, which is coming out of the power company. Yep. You know, whoever your power company is, there's no way to power things up and even make anything work. And, and, you know, and they don't want that going back into. That's why there's automatic shutoffs and so on. The, The power company does not want any uh, current running back through their system in any kind of a outage because that's where folks can get hurt, linemen, and so on. So you you're, you don't want anything feeding back into the system. So anyways, just a side note there. Just want to make sure I mention that. When it comes to hail also, misconceptions when it comes to insurance is, no, they don't cover landscaping. So a big hailstorm comes in, and it knocks off a bunch of trees and flowers and flower pots and so on. Uh, you know, it'll fix hard things like fences, you know, storm damage along those lines, and so on. Again, inside of your deductible, it will not take care of trees. It, to my knowledge, there's only one company out there that will handle any kind of landscaping uh, coverage. It's extremely, extremely expensive. Very, very few people have it because of the expense. It's sort of one of those things where you just take your chances on that end of it. You self-insure, I guess you could say. And away you go because at the end of the day, there's there's only I believe there's only one company out there that will actually handle insuring your landscape, and it's even limited on what they'll do. But landscaping is very expensive, and you know, the trees get bigger; they become more and more expensive. If you've got yep. trees that have been around for forty or fifty years, you probably don't realize this, but you have trees that are worth oh, I don't know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, depending upon the tree. Oh, yeah. Some of the you, know, you take a big blue spruce that's you know forty foot tall or more. Uh, that's a very very expensive tree and if it topples over you're out of luck yep nothing you can do about it oh no so you just don't you you cry (laughs) and you plant another one yeah because there's not much you can do about it in the meantime so anyways just just things to think about when it comes to hail always best after storms like we've had roll through here recently is to still go through and analyze you know Where are you at? What's going on? What kind of issues have you had? Uh, some of you that have security cameras, be looking at maybe some of the things that are happening during a storm. Do you have downspouts, gutters, things like that that maybe need to be taken care of, adjusted, fixed? If you've got daylight spouts that aren't able to run enough water through them, okay, where does the water go if the daylight spout's not working correctly? Is it just piling back up onto the roof, backing up all the way? Yeah. You know, what's going on in some of those areas? And then do you need to make any adjustments in between these storms? And you know, are we out of the woods yet when it comes to storms? That's, no. No i doubt it yeah I, i'm probably That's with you Jeff. and we we actually for a lot of you maybe that are just moving here for the first time or living here for the first time i should say you've just moved here uh we are now entering into usually later in july as our quote-unquote monsoon season and some of you are saying well, what have we been through yeah uh well it's not normally that way we
1: we've, we've got 15 and a quarter inches of
3: yeah rain this summer very very abnormal for us of course um But, uh, you know, again, one of those things that you need to be, you know, you just need to be, you know, paying attention to and watching. And, yes, we are are most likely going to have more storms. Now, I've seen in Colorado where it just seems like somebody turned off the switch and there's no more moisture and you end up with nothing, including snow, all the way into the end of the year, clear into the Christmas time. Uh, I've seen other years like this to where it's rainy, 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 and we have early snowstorms, and it's a, and it's a, you know, kind of a rough winter, I guess you could say. It's Colorado. The best you know, mm-hmm. best rule of advice I have for you or best advice I have for you is just be ready for anything because anything can come along, and you just need to be prepared weather-wise for that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Drive Radio later today, when we get into that, I'm going to talk about just wet weather driving and some of the things involved there, when, what you need to be aware of, and so on. We've had some... Some uh, situations here in the last few days, you know, people going through water, getting stuck, and so on. And yeah, you don't want, you don't, you don't want that to be you. Also, there are devices now, and uh, I've learned this through my daily show. Some of you that are listening that are saying, "Gosh, I've had all kinds of water that have even been piling up in my window wells, and maybe things in the window well didn't get handled correctly and drained correctly, and they're filling up. And in some cases, the water can fill up and run through the window." In a window well, there are pumping devices and things that you can do in window wells to help you with drainage. And the other thing about window wells is if they're not dug down far enough and have been put, you know, there's usually gravel that you put in the very, very bottom of the window well. And typically you want to go down about two to three feet, the deeper the better, frankly, with a lot of the moisture we've had of late. Those of you especially that have a lot of clay soil where it's not absorbing the water like you would normally you know, you would normally have in regular soil, uh, you know, clay absorbs it and then expands and you have all sorts of other issues. You really want to keep that water away from the foundation as much as you can. And uh, I'm wondering, uh, Jeff, this year with the way we've had the water coming in and so on in some houses, it would be almost physically impossible to keep the water away from the foundations. I'm wondering how are some of those, you know, houses faring that are in those high clay areas?
1: Well, and it, uh, my cousin's got a house that has a sump pump in it, and if you get when the ground gets so saturated, it just gets worse. And with what we've had here lately, that could happen. Uh the other thing is is that they had to put in a battery backup on their sump pump so that it would handle it if the power went out. It's that bad. So that's just something you gotta look at and uh you know when we get when we get rains that are just like a high high precipitation event day after day after day your soil gets soaked and that water's got to go somewhere so even if you haven't had problems with your basement before
4: Mm -hmm.
1: you could have now so you want to good point you know if you're not living down there you need to at least go down and check it and make sure everything's yep. working right.
3: Yeah, and those of you that have finished basements, be looking very, very closely. Do you have any water that maybe you don't see, but is if you were walking around barefoot, you could feel in your, in your exactly. carpet and things like that? You really need to be paying close attention. We've talked about this in the past. The last thing you want is any kind of water that would hang around and then cause mold and mildew and things like that, which is what water will do that gets hung around so if you've had any water you want to get rid of that as quickly as possible you can't just let it sit it will cause other issues even on top of a concrete floor exactly. so you really need to watch all of those things and yeah to your point jeff be really paying attention and if you've not been in your basement and you've not been looking to see i would tell you even pull the cover off your pump get a flashlight out especially after some of these heavy rainstorms we have is water running into the pump area itself exactly uh, is that pump working it, yeah. You know, you, you, you if you want to test your pump, by the way, all you do is take a five-gallon bucket, fill it up with some water, run down to your cover, pull that thing up a little bit, pour some water in. The pump should come on and pump that back out. You can also stand outside the outlet of the pump outside and see if there's any been any water coming yeah. out. And some of you that live in areas where you've got a lot more drainage know exactly what I mean. But some of you that maybe have never, ever had your pump run, it yep. may very well be this year. Yeah. And you just really need to be watching some of that. The last thing you need is any kind of water damage. Again, basement, crawl space, things like that. You need to really be watching those things and and keeping water damage at a minimum, I guess is what I'm trying to exactly. say. Started from the roof. We ended up now in the basement. This includes windows, entry doors, any of those sorts of things. And, and don't forget, Premier Home Remodels, by the way, if there's anything you need when it comes to remodeling, give those guys a call as well. We've interviewed those guys several times, and they'll be joining us as a sponsor here in the not-too-distant future. So if you need anything remodel-wise, give those guys a call. They'd love to help you out as well. All right. We'll be right back here in just a moment. Don't forget Stack Optical. If you need anything when it comes to eyewear. Eye exam, having things done custom, you name it. Stack Optical can take care of everything you've got. My wife was there, had an exam not long ago. Uh, very, very professional. They've got everything you could ever imagine. Again, uh, Alan can design custom lenses for you and whatever your activities are. Or if you just want something off the shelf and some really nice designer lens, He's got all of that as well. So it is a full-service optical center, exam, everything. You name it, they can do it. 303-321-1578.
2: With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 321 one buy-down or refinance or pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage 720 895 500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720 895 500. That's 720 895 500. And the MLS 298 191, regulated by DORA.
3: We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass.
5: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-6620789. That's 303-6620789.
6: Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home.
0: Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment. That gives new roof performance without
6: all the new roof costs. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof.
0: Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over
3: your head. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. And a lot of you will be hearing this program on Tuesday, which is Independence Day, 4th of July. Yeah. So. Uh, happy Independence Day to all of yep. you that may be listening or even traveling through that day. We appreciate it very much. If you hear anything here that you like, by the way, you can listen to us anywhere across the country. Even those of you traveling through, uh, you can listen to KLZ uh, anytime you want, by the way, by just going to the KLZ Radio app. You can put that on your phone, your smart device, whatever. Uh, you can do Android side or the Apple side. doesn't make any difference. There's an app for both, and it's KLZ Radio. That's the app. You can also listen online at KLZ Radio com And we've got folks like Joe that listen from all over the country and call in. So, Joe, welcome. How are you, sir?
7: John, I'm great. Yourself?
3: Awesome, man. Appreciate you calling. Right.
7: Hey, not pro- Hey, if anybody's interested, I just uh, did an upgrade to my Ring security system, and I have some information. Anybody is interested in doing the same? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Well, you know, I had the, you know, two years ago, I got the original Ring doorbell. Yep. And it was, uh, I think, $39 for the annual, you know, uh, uh subscription where you could save the videos and go back and you know right. look look backwards and we were in costco the other day and they had a sale. you know three security cameras for i think 189 or something okay and my wife she always wanted them so okay and first thing you got to know is that there's two types there's the battery rechargeable battery and then there's the wired version
3: mm-hmm. yes um,
7: so you got to be careful yep. you know depending on which and i have, you and
3: have both i've got some wired ones in one area, and then I've got some wirelesses in another, and there's there's pros and cons to each. Let's just say that,
7: right? Uh, but you know, if you don't have a power, you know, where you want to put them, uh, you know, if you, don't, you don't want to run the wires. So, you know, we got we got the battery, rechargeable battery, and the first thing that's a little misleading. It says stick up cameras. Well, they don't stick up; they screw up. There's <laughs> there's a base, yeah. Right. That you have to screw, screw So and you can't put them on. Vinyl siding, aluminum siding—you have to have a piece of wood to screw them in, screw the right. base into. Now, once you do that, the camera itself will slide on and off the base. Mm-hmm. And if you're worried about somebody stealing your camera, there's a uh, security screw that you can put in. Requires a special tool, um, you know, because otherwise you can just pop the camera right off the base. Um, the other thing that—and uh, so, so I, I put—and by the way, they even come with a ceiling mount. If you want to put one in, in, in inside your house. On a ceiling, like if you have a cathedral ceiling mm-hmm. and you want to look down in your room, the package mm-hmm. comes with a ceiling mount, so you can oh, nice. put them on a bookcase. You can mount them to a ceiling. We put all three of ours outside. We put one one on the garage. Uh, we put one on our deck, which I mounted actually to the deck railing, so it shows anybody coming up the deck stairs. And I, we have a walkout basement, so I put one above the uh, the basement door. Um uh, when I when I thought it was going to be expensive because when I was looking about adding them to my account, and it says you can add devices for you know 39.99 per year per device. So I'm thinking, okay, well that's that's 120 bucks to add these three cameras. And then I go online and then I find out they have this deluxe plan where 100 bucks a year you have unlimited cameras, which mm-hmm. was a pleasant surprise because mm-hmm. it only cost me an extra 60 bucks to add the three cameras. Yeah, nice. Yeah to my subscription, which was a pleasant surprise. The other feature I wasn't aware of is that you can now adjust the sensitivity in the zone. Now, by the way, all these cameras have a swivel tilt, so you can point correct. them up, point them down mm, correct. In, in any direction you want. But in addition to that, you can now um, adjust the sensitivity. Yep. Uh, yep. For, for instance, my doorbell cam uh, points out at the street. I've got about a, well, oh, probably a 40-foot front lawn, but if a big truck would go by... It would it would trigger, uh, so mm-hmm. you can adjust the sensitivity. So that was a nice feature I wasn't aware of. So um, anyway, so so that's basically it. They're you know and and rate. really
3: quick for everybody listening, they're all very very similar. It, you know, kind of depends on which. You know, brand you want to go with, and and by the way, Joe, kind of what you started with. So in your case, if you start with Ring, then stay with yeah. Ring. I started with Arlo years ago, so I've got some Arlo devices. I mean, it really, again, it, it they're all very, very, very similar. My folks have got uh, the Blink system, so you know, I'm familiar with the three different systems that are out there, and they're all very, very similar in how they operate. Yep. All right.
7: So I, I thought it, I thought it was a
3: bar- right, really really she- quick. The other thing that I would advise if you've got cameras that are in Places that are maybe a little bit harder to get to, and even harder to dink with the batteries and so on. Most of them have the have a solar charger ability as well, which I've got on several of my cameras that work really well as well. Then you then it's just sort of a set it and leave it kind of a thing. Yep.
7: Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, that was. I just wanted to share my experience. It was uh, much less painful and cheaper than I imagined it would be. It, it was, uh,
3: They're, not cool. They're not bad. They're not bad. Again, I, and really quick, for those of you listening that say, okay, so what's the pros and cons of each? And I've got some familiarity uh-huh. with these, so I can just tell you. The downside to the, I guess, Blink, um, you've got everything from, gosh, Google has some, Arlo, uh, the Ringside Joe, like you're talking about. And the, the biggest issue that some of the wireless ones have that I've run into is... They're pretty good at an initial trip. Now if a burglar really knows how those operate and you throw an item through a particular camera's, you know, you know viewing area, it will take a few minutes for it to reset and if a burglar knows that particular system and knows how that operates, you can kind of work around that. Now that again, Joe, that means you've got to have a fairly smart individual that knows those particular systems and how it works and so on. That's where the wired systems that are going to a DVR-type unit, that they still make those, by the way, those are a lot more... Uh, I mean, they're re- they're just recording all the time. Period. You can see any camera anytime. They're twenty four seven live, if you would. They store a certain amount of data for X amount of days, and so on. And it's it's all kind of on your own console, if you would. They upload to the cloud as well. I've got one of those at our business, Joe. Each one of those. I mean, again, homeowner, what you and I are doing, I think, works fine. If I had a business where I'm trying to watch things twenty four seven, I would use a wired unit.
7: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and for business, I would agree. And by the way, for people who are not familiar. Each of the ca- in addition to the doorbell, each of the cameras also have a speaker. So you yes, can. Have two yes, yes, correct. Have you, yep. Microphone and
3: speaker. You can yell at people.
7: You can yell at Get people. Get off my people. lawn! <laughs> <laughs> but, but what's nice, if you're out, say, you know, like for instance, my wife and I were at the grocery store the other day and I got a ring notification on my cell phone. I'm saying there shouldn't be anybody at my house right now. And I opened my phone and I clicked on the alert and it was a. Uh, an Amazon delivery driver dropping a package off at my front door. Uh, but it's nice to be able to get, you know, if nobody's supposed to be at your house, wouldn't you like to know when somebody yep. is at your house? Yep. If,
3: Definitely. So. No, I've done that numerous times where it's like, okay, I'm not really expecting anybody there why you know because again you can put notifications on to where immediately it just tells you you know either it in my case it, you know, if somebody rings a doorbell it calls me and just like you're you're doing joe some of the other ones too just some of the cameras will alert you or it's like hey i've you know the beam's been broken here's an image you know yep. there's all sorts of ways to set that up and to your point joe you can change the sensitivity so if it's a piece of lint or something that's got in the camera lens and that's the other thing is, you know, keep in mind all of these, no matter what type of a system you use, you will be cleaning the camera lens from time to time because they get dirty.
7: Right. And you can know when because you can always check. You can just scroll through your cameras. Yep. And if the, and if the image is, is fuzzy... Um, you know, go out and go out and take a, a tissue and, and yep.
3: clean the camera. Yeah, and then just the you know, again, Joe, just part of your you know kind of routine maintenance. If you do things on kind of a monthly basis, you ought to just be doing that anyways. Because yeah. especially this time of the year, they're going to get dirty. You know, the oh. the bugs get on them. You know, the the, the mosquitoes, the mites, and so on, the uh, spiders, you name it, they'll get on the front of it. The moths, I mean, all those different things will will be attracted because they're warm at night. By the way, those cameras have a little bit of warmth that's coming off of them because they're warmer oh, than oh. everything around them especially on cool nights and it'll attract the bugs
7: yeah. right and at a minimum at a minimum when you recharge the battery on you know, that my experience with the wireless i go four to five months between charges at least that's been my experience with it with the ring doorbell cam
3: that's um, probably about again it depends on the the system you're using Uh, And and the power that they're using and how often they go off. If you've got a lot of activity around your house, uh, you won't get near the battery life. Again, Joe, it just comes down to you and how it's used. And are you in a busy area where you've got a lot of folks maybe even walking up and down the sidewalk? If that's the case, you may not have as much battery life as somebody like you that is out in a little bit more remote area where you're hardly ever having the thing go on and off.
7: Right. And again, that's where... If it's triggering when people are walking on your sidewalk 20 feet from your front door, that's when I think you'd probably want to tune down the sensitivity. Right. So yeah. it doesn't trigger when people are walking by your, on your sidewalk. Anyway, that was my experience. I just thought I'd share it. I, 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 I knew a little bit about the Ring. Um, I learned a whole lot, and I just thought I'd share what, what I learned in, in terms of both installation and, and the cost upgrade. Again, once you go for this $100 a year plan, you can have as many cameras as you want.
3: They're Joe, getting, uh, you know, Joe, they're getting so cheap now that, you know, really, I honestly, folks, even if you just did, you know, some of the cheaper Blink cameras, you know, front and back, I mean, Joe, they're so they're so inexpensive now, and there's a lot of them that don't even require a subscription to do, you know, just a couple of cameras. You start getting more than that. Of course, they're going to do something to, you know, that's their model. They want to yeah. make more money, so they're going to do something along those lines. But, Joe, they're cheap enough now to, I don't know, everybody doesn't have at least two.
7: Yeah. Well, Joe, let me ask a question. Without a subscription, how do you record, you know, how do you have... Uh, you know, if somebody did break in, They only give
3: hours, you, like, on, on, the, on the freebies, they only give you, like, seven days is typically how they do that, Joe. So yeah. they could kind of get you where if you want to go a longer time frame, then you've got to have a subscription and so on. But a lot of them will give you five, seven days, ten days, something like that free.
7: Right. But, again, if you want to use it as, you know, you want to call the police and say, here's the guy, here's the license plate number of the car that, that pulled into my driveway. If you, if you
3: catch it early enough, even the freebie systems will typically have that. Uh, that you just remember if you've been on vacation and something happened yeah. and you come back and that happened over the five or seven days ago, then you're not going to have that information on the freebie ones. Right.
7: Yeah, that's why I think, you know, I would do the subscription
3: here. personally. I think it's the little bit of security, you know, a little bit of cost to have the added security would be well worth it. And again, if you've got the ability, and I'm saying this straight up, if you have the ability because you're, you're a new build or it's a newer house and there's area you know there's ways to get wires run and so on if you can do a wired system trust me from experience run a wired system but joe that's not always possible
7: right you know and again if you're retrofitting a 15 20 year old house uh, you know it's really not by the way I probably could have put a wired cam over my garage cuz I've got a, I've got a, a a wired outside garage light mm-hmm. but again it was it was a three pack deal so if I I looked at the math, and if I bought Two standalones and then one wired. It would have cost me more than the bundle, yep. exactly. than the bundled, yep. than the bundled yep. three pack. So yeah, like
3: and, and I and in my case, it might you know business wise, we did everything wired because it's open. It's a metal building. It's easy to run wires. That was not a, and we did some of the wireless for a while there and just realized some of the limitations. Home, Joe, I'm just running wireless because there's areas that I just honestly you just there's no way you're going to get a wire run easily. Just yeah, easily to some of the areas. Right. I mean, you could, but now you're going to staple it to the outside and then that looks tacky and I don't want to yeah. do that. So no. no, I just use the wireless ones, and, and again for the home use, it's fine. Business wise, again, any of you listening to have a business, buy a wired system and do it that way.
7: Right. Oh, one more thing, you do need uh, a good Wi-Fi signal. In
3: yeah, house. good one, Joe. Yes, you do. Yes, that is now, a must. Now,
7: and uh, you know what I have? I have a, a mesh system. I've got a, a primary with with two remote satellites boosters. Um, you know, because it, for instance, my primary modem is in one corner of my main level, and it's a long, long way and down one level to my basement door. And I don't think without the—
3: uh, Without your repeater, um, you would probably wouldn't get there, the mesh.
7: Without, yeah. the, re- right, without yeah. the repeater, I probably wouldn't yeah. get there. great so point. if you've got a big house uh, and you don't already have a, a repeater, uh, I've got two repeaters. So I've got the primary and the two repeaters. There's nowhere in my house or basement or in my driveway where I can't get a Wi-Fi signal.
3: The other thing, while we're on this topic, too, Joe, this is something else to think about, If, especially some of you where you're looking at, okay, which ones of these devices do I want to use? The thing to also look at is what other smart devices do you have? For example, are you going to run a smart irrigation clock? Are you going to run cameras? Are you going to run some remote door locks? And, And what I'm getting at, Joe, is if you think... In advance, because guys like me to where I'm sort of a techie guy and you just get started and then this stuff kind of comes along and can be joined together later, I don't really have the ability to have everything in one place. I have to use several different apps to do what I'm doing. In in today's world, though, if you think ahead of time and you get the devices that share across, say, a Google platform, you could literally have one app and see everything you're doing without having to open a bunch of different apps. So my point, Joe, is if you're going to do multiple things and you're kind of going in that smart direction, use the ones that you could actually run under one app. It would be much more convenient down the road.
7: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. And on the topic of apps, John, you know, you, uh, right now you can get um, uh, smart light bulbs, smart wall plugs, smart smart switches. Yep. Um, yep. yep. You know, and you just you can just tell Alexa either while you're in the house or even on your phone now. My phone is now uh, paired to my Alexa. So if I'm in the grocery store, or if I'm out somewhere and I forgot to, and I want to turn on a light, I can just, on my phone, I can uh, tap Alexa and said. You know, Alexa, turn on the living room light. Yep. Uh, yeah. If I if I wanted to.
3: Yeah. You know, just label them accordingly, and and then to your point, Joe. And in fact, for those of you listening also, that maybe are even building homes and so on, a uh, no, couple of things really quick. Number one, uh, I would I would think through all of that, Joe, as you're building homes, and I would not spend money on extravagant lighting systems that are automated and so on that a lot of companies will try to sell you because, Joe, literally you can do it in the switch end of things, either after the home is built or even have the contractor, while you're doing it, hand them the switches to put in. You could pair them up later, all sorts of ways to do that. The other thing, Joe, and I don't know if you've seen this. I'm glad you called. There are now different ways to handle your electricity being run through a new house. And what I mean by that is they are using remote switches to control all of the wiring and different things that are going on in the house so you're not having to run Romex to every area there's a switch. It's really, really slick. I need to get the name of that. There's a new system out that allows you to run a lot less wire and a lot less labor to install. This system, of course, is more money than what you would have on typical switches, but what you save in the labor and running wire and the cost of the wire, you're still money ahead.
7: Hmm. I
3: don't have to look at It's the very slick, it. actually. I, I'll I'll look it up and send it to you. you. You, of all people, would really, really find this cool. They've got videos on it and everything. It is very, very cool, Joe.
7: I, I'd love to, love to research it, John. I'll look for your email.
3: I will send all it right? to you. I'll look it up and find it and send it, Joe. All
7: right. Appreciate it, John. All right, man.
3: You. Appreciate you very much. Have a great rest of your weekend, by the way, as we head into the Independence Day week. Uh, That's just ahead. And those of you listening on Tuesday, happy Independence Day. This is Fix-It Radio. We're here every Saturday from 9 to 10. And then this replays again on Tuesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. in the afternoons. We'll be right back, though. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560.
5: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303 6620789. That's 303
6: 6620789. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home.
0: Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof
6: performance
0: without all the new roof costs.
6: With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, We believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof.
0: Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head.
2: 720 That's 720 And the NMLS, 298-191, regulated by Door.
4: Premier Home Remodels will customize your home so you can remain in it and grow comfortably for years to come. With their creative expert team, Premier can design the features needed or add the extra space to your home, making it more suitable for your family and safe for you to age in place. They're experienced in retrofitting homes, meeting all your needs now while ensuring you are prepared for the future. Premier Home Remodels will help you design the right changes to accommodate your entire family. And with Premier's years of construction and design experience, they know how to make the aging in place transition just the way you want it. They want you to have a home you'll be excited to live in. Let Premier help you today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you now and in the future.
3: All right, and we are back. And again, as I talked uh, earlier today, Premier Home Remodels, if there's anything you need done remodeling around the house, and they can do everything from a Bathroom remodel, full kitchen, uh, you know, full basement remodel, some outdoor area, you know, outdoor kitchens, uh, you name it. Anything along those lines, they can take care of all of that for you. And uh, Wade and the guys there would love to take care of you. So, again, appreciate them very much. They were with us last week and will be joining us in the future on a fairly routine basis to give us tips and tricks and different things when it comes to remodel. There are lots of mistakes, by the way, that folks make when it comes to uh, remodeling, and we want to try to help you guys um, uh, avoid, I guess the, Jeff is the best way to say, avoid some of those mistakes. That's that's what we would want to do there. So Dave Hart actually texted into. He's going to try to call him, but he's with clients today, which you can only imagine how busy he is with everything going on. He said a lot of people are getting surprised with their deductibles and coverage. Yep. So I know you mentioned a lot as well, but please make sure that you know your coverage well. Uh, he just tuned in after having a meeting with an adjuster in the tornado area. Uh, Solar does make things more challenging when you replace a roof. Some companies offer insurance to cover most of the cost to remove and replace. Others do not. And some insurance companies are not paying for it or even some of it. Mm -hmm. So, again, as we talked earlier, Jeff and I did on the whole solar thing, you need to really research all of that on the front side before you make any decisions and pull the trigger to make sure that you are on the right track when it comes to all of those things and you've covered your bases because... Uh, just because some salesperson tells you it will be okay, you need to do the research on your own to make sure, in fact, that it will be okay. Just to, just food for thought. So um, I got several people asking me about the new way of wiring and, and switches and so on. And I I apologize. I I wasn't planning on talking about that. I normally would have that in my notes. So I'll do some digging. And trust me, I will find that it's a very, very slick way, especially when you're either doing a remodel or a different type of construction, essentially what they're doing is they're running a very small wire to a control box. Think of it that think of it kind of as a CAN bus system on a car. Yeah. They're running essentially a switch panel off of a very small set of wires where everything else then is run to a module that then controls all the different areas that you would need to switch and control with a switch, but you're not having to run Romex. You know, If you have a four-gang box, for example, where you may have four different switches coming a lot of you do, four different switches coming in, well, you've got four different sets of Romex wiring coming in that those switches are controlling. So if you can reduce all of that... You're a reducing a lot of labor on the on the contractor side and the expense of the wire and so on. Well, and the the upside to that is is if you've got a switch that goes bad,
1: it's a hell of a it's lot easier change. to change that out by yourself. Correct. With very little knowledge of how to do it. Right.
3: Than it is to have to rewire a switch. And I, I apologize. I normally would have that you know. Shame on you! I know. Normally, I do bad and, and, host, and it's hard to. I've even done a couple of Google searches on it, and it's hard to find because when you when you look, it's not it's not very common at this point. It's it's a new company that has really got a very, in, in my opinion, a very new invention when it comes to this. And I will let me just say this: I will do my best to find it. If I can mention it today, I will. If I can't, I will get all of that information and bring it the next time we're on next Saturday. So I will I will figure out uh, one way or the other how to how to find that. Now, when I was talking to Joe, and this is the voice of experience talking, I, have, I happen to own a home where the previous owner, this was back before you had the really easy to install, uh, you know, remote switches and plugs and so on to where it made going smart very easy. Yeah. So I have a particular system in my home that is a pain in the royal rear. Now, it, it's great. It functions fabulously. It works great. The problem is it's very proprietary. Even as technically advanced as I am, I do not have the software, nor can I buy the software to do any reprogramming of my system. So if I want to change yeah. anything in it, Anything at all as to how things work, I have to hire somebody to come out that has the program to run the system that I have. It's that sophisticated, and I'll give it kudos. It runs everything automatically. My outside lights come on when they're you know at dusk. They go off at eleven o'clock at night, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a lot of cool things that it does, and it's very handy to have. Every switch is dimmed. It's all built into the system. It, there's all sorts of things with it that run, and none of my switch panels look normal. So I can have, because it works very similarly to what I was just saying a moment ago, my switches don't have power running to them. So I kind of have an early version of what I was just mentioning, but the new way of doing it is even more sophisticated to what I've got in my house that the previous owner did. Well, yours isn't DIY-friendly,
1: is what you're saying. Mine
3: is not DIY-friendly. It is very proprietary, and there are companies out there that are making a lot of money putting this system I into homes. And because it's so proprietary, you have to have a license to even have the software and be a dealer for them and blah, blah, blah. And, and would I have it again? No. Is it nice having it? Absolutely. There's a lot of things that it does that are literally sort of out of sight, out of mind that I kind of forget about, and it works very, very well. Uh, but— you can do smart switches and literally have an app that does everything my system does for a fraction of the price. And this other system I was just mentioning is even better than those two. I just have to remember what the name of it is, and I'll find it. I've sent it to my boys in the past, and, and I'll, I'll figure out what it is. Trust me, we'll, we'll, I'll get that to you by the time we, we get to next week's show. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have the answer to that. But are automated systems great when they work? Yes. Yep. When they don't, no. I'll just say it that way. When they work, they are fabulous. And oh, yeah. and they do everything you could ever ask them to do. When when they're not working, they are not very fun. That's probably the best way for me to say that, Jeff.
1: Well, you're in the dark.
3: <laughs> yes. Literally, literally. literally. Literally, when they're not working. Now, the nice thing about some of the smart switches is even if you can't control them remotely, you can still, at the end of the day, go up to the switch, hit it, and things come on. My system, I can't do that. If my system has any kind of a problem, the switches are running the controller. If there's a problem between that and the controller, I'm in trouble. So, again, my system is not very... In, you know how should I say that Jeff it, it's very user friendly once it's all in but it's not very DIY friendly you said it yourself yeah. earlier it's just not a DIY type I, there's even things I've tried to do on my end you know workarounds and so on and they've got this thing so dialed in that uh, unless you've got that that particular program you're not changing anything in it at all now I will say that my system does have the ability to add quote unquote programs to it so if I want to run, different lights and have them automated coming on, coming off. I can run another program and control those different areas of the house accordingly and I can make some changes that way. But the basics of what's there and how things work and so on, there's nothing you can do to change any of that. Wow. Period. It just it, it's it's got its own little computer box and it is what it is. So it's great till it's not. Yeah, and and knock on wood. You know, I've, I've owned that home since 2016 and really haven't had too many issues you know quote unquote occasionally i'll have a little glitch that i have to kind of dink around with but all in all it's a very reliable robust system so i will give them that but it's just not very diy friendly anything that you need to make changes in in the overall programming of things is what i really mean to say you've got to have somebody come out and do it which is a pain in the rear
1: well, and I'm guessing the equipment's proprietary as well. So,
3: uh, really, Yes, as far as everything I own, if there is a problem with a module or something along those lines, yes, I would have to buy that module yeah. from that. Well, I mean, fortunately for me, I've looked, and there's some of those, uh, those items, uh, they get taken out of homes and so on. So I can find replacement parts on eBay and things like that. The key is those would still need to be programmed. So if I had a particular module that went out, I'd have to bring it in, put it in my system, and still have that program to be in my system, much like you have a module on a car. So you have a body control module that goes out. Well, you don't Mm -hmm. just slip a new one in. You have to then program that to that car, and it's a similar situation to what I – because it's a very similar system to what I have in my home. It works very much the same way. Mm -hmm. It It has to know where am I now and what am I supposed to do. Yeah, it's like a can area system yeah, on the car. We, we forget kind of on the car thing. It's like, well, I can just go plug this in. Well, no, because like I just said, it has to know where it is and what's it doing now because it's different than where it was prior. The system
1: has to know how to
3: operate it. it yeah, it does not know. And, and that's the one thing about a lot of these smart systems. And am I a smart home fan? Yes, I am, depending on. How you utilize it, and, and yep. let me be careful on that. A lot of folks were, were like when, when we had the, the smart meters coming out, and then right after that, there was a situation where XL Energy came in and turned people's thermostats up or down, yep. accordingly, depending upon the time of the year it was, and everybody was blaming these smart meters on that. Folks, that was not the smart meter's fault. That was a situation where those users gave the power company or even had the power company come out and do the install of the thermostats. They gave them access because of the freebie program they were probably involved in, or they got a big discount on the thermostats. They gave the power company, in this case XL Energy, the right and the access to their thermostats remotely— and that was on them. That, that was not the smart meter or any of that, you know, even big brother watching me, and they are very much so. But that was a situation to where those particular customers gave the power company the ability to adjust their thermostat, which I frankly would never, ever, ever do. I'm not letting anybody have control over any of the smart devices in my house, nope. period. You're going to lock that down, protect it. If you don't know how that works, a good IT person can help you with all of that, or a lot of times you can look it up on the Internet. But if you're not super computer savvy, you need to make sure you've got those things locked down because, by the way, that is one of the easiest ways to get into your home network is through some of the devices, the smart devices that we're talking about. Can they be locked down? Absolutely. But you really need to protect yourself in those areas to make sure you have locked that down to where people can't gain access to your devices, your computers and things like that on your network, and then gain pat you know gain access to passwords, bank accounts, all of that. That's a whole show by the way in and of itself. But you gotta make sure these smart devices you're using are locked down. Probably the best way for me to say that. You can you can lock them down. Yes. You need to make sure they are. Yep. And in a lot of cases, when you just go stick one in, they're not. Yeah. They're they're kind of open. Now, if your whole network is locked down, you can put a smart device in and typically be okay. But yep. again, you need to know your system, how it operates, how it works, and and how can people from the outside coming back in, how would that you know, how would that work and so on, and you need to know that. Now some of you are thinking well I don't have anything that's really worth protecting um you do yeah more so than you think your identity number one yep you you have a a lot of things there somebody also asked me on the wired cameras aren't they more secure aka harder to hack yes absolutely thank you for asking that by the way And also is POE, which is power over Ethernet, better than NVR or is DVR better? Uh, I like the power over Ethernet cameras, then you're only running one cable, it makes it really easy, it will power up the cable that way. As far as whether you use NVR, DVR, whatever, I kind of like the hardcore DVR that still uploads to the cloud, it'll take a certain amount of that footage and upload it, and and there's different systems for that, and if you want links or different things on that, email me or text me and I can give you some of those, but there's a lot of advancements on even the hard cameras because most of them now today as far as wired go you're not running a power wire or a coax cable or both you're running a cat5 cable that's a power over that ethernet cord so the power is coming from two wires in your bundle of the eight wires that are there and that's how they run that cuz you only need for the Ether, from the for the internet side you only need four wires that's Believe it or not, I know there's more than that in there. There's eight in there, but you only need four. So they take two more of those wires and use that for your positive and ground to actually run the camera. That's what power over Ethernet means. And, yes, those cameras I like. They work extremely well. So I didn't necessarily um, get off on – this was not in my notes, by the way, but this is kind of the direction – That this went. Um, Some of them, somebody else is saying uh, there's other systems out there. As far as the new electrical systems go, there's a lot of these from GE lighting systems in the 50s and 60s. They were low voltage wire run from the switch to a contractor box, all good until it ages and becomes scarce, but very true, by the way. Um, There's also a Lutron radio. R-A-2 mid-tier lighting system. I've read about that one as well. Yes, that's a very nice system as well. Uh, I hate the garbage from Home Depot. Some of it's clunky and doesn't work well. I cannot argue with that as well. You are 100% correct. If you're going to go that route, go the higher-end route. Do not buy the cheap off-the-shelf stuff from a big-box store. You will not enjoy it when it's all said and done, especially if you start having any kind of issues with it. Not knocking the big box stores, but they're selling to a different client yep. than somebody doing a complete new build or a complete remodel of a, of a particular area. Uh, somebody also, The same person said, I had Lutron Homeworks at my old house in Castle Rock. It was a pain. Also had the Savant Home Automation. It was great, uh, but wouldn't have it again either. So that person is very much like me. Again, it's so simple now even in an older home, to just retrofit to the later, and you can pick your poison. Yeah. They all Every switch company, for the most part, has Wi-Fi-operated, remote-controlled switches, electrical outlets, you name it. You just pick your flavor. The key is, once you pick it, to keep everything the same in your app, you're going to use that product from that point forward. So pick a high-quality product that you know works over and over again, and you'll be fine. I'll, I'll, by the way, I'll look up more of that stuff for next Saturday's program as well. But this has been Fix It Radio. Today we got to run. Drive Radio is coming up next. If it's Tuesday and you're listening on Independence Day, Rush to Reason is next. Otherwise, Jeff Kitty and I will be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560.